when you're a kid, you think the universe revolves around you. You think that you'll always be protected and cared for. Then, one day, you realize that's not true. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luck Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Today we are discussing It 2017, directed by Andy Muschietti. Former director of uh, the Mama movie, uh, the horror movie. It 2017 and It Chapter 2. And also, he is rumored to be the Flash director, as well as the Attack on Titan director. Um, Andy Muschietti is also the writer on uh, Mama. And for today, in 2017, the writers are Chase Palmer, Carrie Fukunaga, and Gary Doberman. Uh, based off of the novel of Stephen King. Me, personally, am not too familiar with, I believe it was the 1990-it. Let me see. Yeah, 1990-it uh, with... Um, what's his face? What's his face? Um, Tim Curry as Pennywise. Um, that was more of, I think, a two-parter. Uh, television special, and it was extremely low budget from what I what I've seen. Um, the only uh, oh you know decent thing about it from what I heard is the performance of Tim Curry, um, and it also takes place in a different time. So today's it, the 2017 version. Here's a synopsis. In the summer of 1989, a group of bullied kids band together to destroy a shape-shifting monster which disguises itself as a clown and preys on the children of Derry in their small main town. Um, I'm mainly going over this because uh, it Chapter 2 is coming out either tonight or tomorrow, um, give or take wherever you live. Um, this is in the States. It might have been, might already been released internationally. I'm honestly not sure, but I was extremely um, pleased with how the uh, 2017 reboot um, came out. On a budget of 35 million dollars, it opened to 123 million last uh, two years ago, and ended up grossing up to 700 million dollars worldwide. This movie ended up uh, coming in at around two hours and fifteen minutes, and uh, I'd say it's a it's a thick one. But me personally, I really enjoyed this movie. I watched it several times um, in theater. Just had a blast. I've seen it numerous times uh, on TV, and I honestly could uh, quote over half the movie. The thing is. Um, you know, this is probably my tenth time seeing this movie all the way through, and it does start to uh, uh, wear on you in some parts uh, from having to do the rewatch. Me personally, but I'll 
do my best not to have that skew any of the uh, the review. So let me tell you about some great things about this uh, this movie specifically. Why I enjoy it, twenty seventeen. Um, let me talk about the acting, the casting. Uh, the acting and the casting kind of combined together. I think this is a phenomenal cast. It's uh, top-notch acting by m- the majority of these uh, younger actors. Um, we have uh, Bill Dentonborough, played by Jaden Martell. We have Ben uh, Hanscom, uh, played by Jeremy Ray Taylor. Beverly Marsh, played by Sophia uh, Lillis. Richie Tozer, uh, is uh, played by Finn Wolfhart from Stranger Things. Fame. Uh, Mike Hanlon is uh, chosen. Jake is played by Chosen Jacobs, and uh, Eddie Kasparak is uh, played by Jack Dylan Grazer, and Stanley Uris is played by Wyatt Olaf. And Pennywise, the clown, is played by Bill Skarsgård, um, one of I believe it's the youngest of the Skarsgårds. There's uh, I, I don't know all of the family, but I know his father acts, his brother acts, and uh, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Um, oh yeah, he's the brother of Alexander Skarsgård, Gustav Skarsgård, Sam Skarsgård, Isia Skarsgård, and Walter Skarsgård. And so they've got a massive family, all very heavily involved in uh, either the uh, theatrical production or uh, you know movie production and so that's thus we have uh, the youngest Skarsgård and uh, right off the top I'm just going to say it's a a phenomenal performance um, by Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise he's hardly recognizable at all although you do kind of see the symmetricality in this guy's face within the clown Um, evidently he can do a lot of crazy mannerisms himself that uh, are actually shown in the movie. I, you know, he's a very tall, lanky guy, so it makes for a very tall, lanky clown. Creepy, um, can do crazy things with his eyes and his face, and just kind of contort it in ways that really benefit for us as the viewer. Just saying something crazy. Um, one thing that really benefits this movie heavily is the use of practical effects and minimal use of CG. The, the way they use the uh, CG is uh, what I would say is minimally and in places that they, you know, hardly need it um, or, or, you know, just are to, to, uh, to enhance the scene just barely. So going along with all the acting, all of these uh, actors are phenomenal Um my favorite right off the bat is uh, Eddie Kasparak. The, the kid, he's always like jittery. He's talking really fast. He's like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, you're going to have a spasm attack. You know, he's always spazzing about something. Um, next thing is the music, the sound. I think the music for this puts you in a state that really makes you feel like it's like an Amblin-esque movie, somewhat like a Steven Spielberg uh, flick. The way they use the sound... Uh, the way they use the sound in ways that is just creepy and eerie for one thing and then putting you in, in the place and then, you know, dropping uh, real scary um, um, and eerie atmospheric 
I don't know tones. It, it's it's just it puts you in the place. If you if you watch this movie with uh, headphones, a lot of scary movies obviously with uh, headphones are obviously going to be enhanced, but it really puts you in the sort of the theater mode. You know the the the, the way that the the you know the director wanted you to hear it. So um, after that, the direction, the cinematography, I am blown away from. Uh, the cinematography and direction from this movie. Um, there's nothing um, too crazy about it, except for just these these images that kind of stick with you when you think about the movie going back, kind of thinking back on it. Um, there's something that happens at the very beginning that really sticks with you as the viewer for the majority of the movie that you're like, oh my gosh, um, really sets the stakes. And... Um, let me see anything else. The like I said, the cinematography. It's it, it's not only a clever horror film, like from the detail, the background, um, having to watch you know everything in the background to what the the attire is on you know the viewer, uh, not the viewer, the on on the uh, the actors. Um, it's just a phenomenal top to bottom. There's really love and care that is shown from. Um, Many standpoints within this movie, like I said, uh, the direction from Andy Muschietti is superb. Uh, I did see Mama, and it did have an interesting through line. It ended up, you know, being one of those scary movies that you find out that aren't, you know, it, it doesn't leave you in a way that doesn't feel like it's going to be too scary. Um, but I will say that this is better, better, smartly written. It makes you put you. It, it makes you, it puts you in a time and a place with these uh, uh, young people, and you're having a great time. And the dialogue really feels like it fits the tone of each individual character. Um, expertly written is what I would say. Let's talk about a couple of the cons. Um, this movie is two hours and fifteen minutes, and seeing it in theaters and seeing it the first couple times, it was um, it, it obviously is uh, an excellent movie, but it does start to weigh a little bit uh, heavy in the middle um, on the time. Let's say uh, maybe ten minutes could have been shaved off, and I would have been probably just as happy uh, just from the rewatchability of it. Um, but overall, I, I think it's about what it needs to be. I do know Chapter 2 is uh, and 2 hours and 45 minutes. And I've actually heard some people saying uh, whether or not they think that it should be that long. I won't weigh in either way at this moment. Um, this movie has bullies. Like I, in the synopsis, I, I said that you know all of these people, all of these uh, young people are kind of on the... Uh, uh, on the side of being bullied, so you need to uh, have bullies within the movie. So let's talk about the bullies. The bullies are kind of turned up to 11, I would say, in a way that almost is completely unbelievable. But, I mean, I guess if you put it in the realm of this heightened reality that this um, this movie is kind of living in, I, I feel like it is kind of a surreal world where people are just kind of acting strange all over the place. Um, then it does make sense, but overall they they are just way too intense. Uh, and the main plot line, uh, I, I guess I really don't want to talk about the main plot line until we get into spoilers. Um, let me see. Yeah, I think that's about it. So, uh, 
into the spoiler section with me. If uh, you haven't seen it yet, then go ahead and see It 2017. I think that it is a solid movie. I would probably give it a 9 out of 10 looking back on it. I really enjoy it, and I just have a great time with uh, the, the, the people that are on screen. I think that it's not only uh, like a thrill ride, but it's also... Uh, you know, a coming of age kind of uh, story, and this is only part one, so I'm very anxious to see if part two lives up to the the hype. So I'm just now realizing how hard that freaking air conditioning is blowing in. I hope it didn't do anything to the audio. <laughs> I'll try to talk a little bit closer to this uh, to the mic so that I can uh, hopefully filter it out in or the in the post production. Um, but anyways, let's talk about the spoilers for it 2017. So at the very end of it 2017, I'm still giving you time to pause or whatever you need to do to pause it. You know, a little, a little. Okay, so. Um, the end of 2017, it um, has everybody um, going going ham on this uh, this clown. I mean, the entire movie the the movie is kind of separated from uh, two hour standpoints. So let's just say let's just break it in the middle at the one hour minute mark. So the first hour has the introduction to all of these kids, which. The diversity is a little lacking, but I think the casting is still an excellent. Uh, there's an excellent job uh, with it, and um, I, I enjoy everyone that's introduced, and I enjoy how they are uh, entrenched within the it um, isms. I guess I, I don't really. Let's just say the first twenty to forty minutes, you're introduced to the entire gang in the world, but you're also, there's a solid 20 minutes of us sticking with each of the individual characters while they're doing their own thing and they're living their own life and we're learning about the the good and the bad things that they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis at home. They also are dealing with, uh, you know, uh, the repercussions of, you know, like Bill losing Georgie or Georgie or, um, uh, you know, uh, Eddie having an overbearing mom that's giving him uh, gazebo pills, which I fucking love that kid. Uh, I've seen him now. He's he's huge. I, I saw him in uh, Shazam, actually, this year. He looks like he's growing a foot, the kid that plays Eddie. Um, then uh, Beverly, I think she's one of my favorite young actresses that I've seen in a very long time. And obviously she channels young Amy Adams. I've talked about this tons of times in the uh, Sharp Objects uh, podcast. Go back and check that out if you need to. Um, she does an excellent job in this movie just portraying um, confident, you know, at a 10 in one scene. And then in the next scene, she's being bullied by the, you know, the girls at school or being, um, what's it, uh, pretty much molested by her father. And it's just, it, it's a wide range that she has to play of um, of a character. And I'm, I'm just... Uh, I'm glad she could, like, you know, she could hold all of those stances. I think, like I said, the young actresses, uh, uh, the young actors are all excellent. Um, I will say the kids uh, approaching, you know, uh, the missing, the missing kids storyline, I feel like is sort of thin and kind of out of nowhere. 
um, just uh, Ben just randomly starts talking about it for some reason in the context of what's going on. So everyone has been scared or been basically fucked with by the clown by the end of the first hour. And all of the kids don't seem to talk about it at the end of that. They just kind of seem to walk away just like traumatized for a little bit and don't talk about it. They they help each other with different things. They hang out for a little bit. And then they randomly just start talking about uh, you know, being fucked with the clown, and then, uh, what's it, uh, uh, um, Mike starts talking about, um, how his folks, and, uh, there are people in a house fire that somehow no one in the group is familiar with, no one knows this at all, it seems like if there was something of that magnitude or scale people would have known, especially in your neighborhood, whether you have a big or small town, I still think, Something of that magnitude would definitely be known, um, if, especially if you've all lived there the entire time. It would have made more sense if uh, Mike came uh, from a different... I, I was. I don't think Mike was a new kid. I, I couldn't remember if Mike was a new kid. I don't think he was. Um, anyways, uh, Finn Wolfhard has hilarious jokes throughout this um, movie. Um, as Richie, he's, he's kind of the potty mouth kid. And apparently, this is how kids really talk, which I, I which I enjoy. I, I I think that they're um, they did a good job with not making this a PG thirteen movie. This is very much needed needs to be rated R. Um, I I don't know if the kids are in the next it um, chapter two. I kind of want to keep it uh, spoiler free, so that uh, you know I just walk in and I'm surprised either by they they've grown up or they're not in there. I'm not sure, but I know the cast for chapter two is going to be massive. So anyways, um, kind of back to the storyline. It is a little bit all, all over the place. For some reason, everyone gets scared by the by it in crazy fucking ways, in unexplainable ways by the end of the first hour. But then for some reason, it takes them a while to really reconvene and talk about how terrible all the shit was going on and that it's all part of this one entity in that Mike's grandpa is the one that really solidifies that there is some sort of evil entity under Derry. And it, there is this through line that it seems to really thrive off of having, uh, you know, a thing for Derry. It seems to be just, I mean, they do talk about, you know, the missing people go, it's like six times the national average or something like that, something insane. And uh, kids go missing even more. I mean, it, it it doesn't sound like a safe fucking place is what it sounds like. For being such a small town, I don't know. Um, some of the jump scares and just regular scares are fucking intense. I mean, the very first scares with, uh, you know, Georgie um, getting his arm ripped off and then taken into the sewer. I mean, that is an intense scene to start out with. And it never gets nearly as violent um, throughout most of the movie. Um, I enjoy pretty much every aspect of the movie when it comes to the the scariness i think you know the the they really solidify pennywise being uh, a predator and you know going through the extra mile he could just uh you know munch somebody gobble somebody up right up like you know just and done but he decides to go out of his way and have um, you know, the victim be scared, and it, I don't know. It, it, it's it's an extra layer of bucked up, is what I, I think. You know, like he he's like, oh, you want your cotton candy and your popcorn, and uh, uh, you know, he's he's like reeling Georgie in at the time, and it's just uh, it, it's terrible. Um, 
but yeah, so uh, I do think it kind of went too hard at the beginning with the, the violence and how extreme it was. Um, and that old lady definitely saw like a pile of blood like going down the sewer. Did she not say anything? I was like, what the buck is? She like walks out, sees Georgie looking in the sewer, and then walk, turns around. And there's a big pile of blood. She's like, oh, it's all good. Nothing here. It's like, what the buck? Um, like, how did she not see or hear anything? Like, the cat saw the whole thing go down. Um, I don't know. So, uh, one thing about this movie is uh, the different scares are all different and unique. And I'm I'm curious if they're going to be able to do the same thing. Uh, in such unique ways, I love the 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 fun house that, or the the monster house they literally have in this. I, I, I saw I say fun house; it's really a monster house, and uh, the the use of these uh, like zombie people throughout the movie, all disgusting, and then the guy with leprosy or whatever the heck they they tried to clarify that is. I don't know. I, I I've never seen what the heck that is. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know if that's what that is, um, but. Uh, uh, I I thought the way that it would fuck with the kids was almost hilarious, and I was almost laughing at times. I was laughing majority throughout the movie. It's much more of a comedy for me, personally, um, than a horror. It's like a horror comedy, if you want to put it that way. But um, I, I, I enjoy it on all those aspects, even, even when it's uh, a little bit long. I do feel like the, the cleaning scene takes maybe a little bit too too long of uh, uh, the blood and whatever is in Beverly's uh, room. I'm curious if there's actually blood in the room and the kids only see it or if at the point so like pretty much all of the adults are weird as fuck throughout the entire movie. I mean they all seem like they're under some sort of uh, possession, under, you know, some sort of uh, it possession. So, I don't know. If you're doing a rewatch, definitely keep an eye out for that. It's just like, what the heck's going on with them? Um, they're all weird. Even uh, the pharmacist is kind of, you know, he's he's Mr. Creepy. Um, let me see. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the guy that plays Henry Bowers, he's a little bit intense. I don't know if... Uh, we needed to go that hard on, on the bullies. Um, damn, this guy's getting old. Yeah, it's crazy because one thing you don't really think about movies, and occasionally I'll bring it up, but the the fact that you really only have one shot, especially when you have these kids. It's like these kids grow up and just they they, they will not look the same uh, as they did at the beginning of the shoot at the, as they do at the end of the shoot versus when you see them. Uh, taking photos and doing publicity and promotions for whatever they're doing. Think of uh, the Stranger Things stars or think of these kids. I mean, these kids look nothing alike uh, like they did back in uh, the It days and whatnot, or the It 2017 days. Um, and and they won't look like that again, and they won't be able to act like that, sound like that. I mean, it is really a one-and-done situation. It's it's kind of interesting to think about. Um, and it uh, I don't know, just uh, the fact is that you really only have one shot with these young actors, and I think that it's remarkable that we even got this um, good of a movie with the characters we had. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's an excellent movie. I, I will say that uh, they seriously underwrote uh, the chosen Jacob's Mike character. Um, you know, he Mike doesn't really 
get solidified within the group until after the one hour mark. And uh, even then, he doesn't have tons of lines, and a lot of it is exposition. So he doesn't get tons to do throughout this movie. Um, let's see, anything else? Uh, that is probably about it. Um, <laughs> that's probably about it. Yeah, so uh, on that note, um, rate, share, subscribe, Lucky Dog Podcast. Check out all the links you need to know below. Donate, paypal.me slash Podcast. Um, if you're looking for comments, questions, concerns, all of that information can be found below with uh, the email at theluckdogpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, all down below, Twitter, Lucky Dog Podcast. Uh, I have a hidden link for the Back to the Future movie that I won't re- uh, release till next year, but you can listen to it first uh, with the link below. Um, we have a Mr. Robot review coming down the tube. I'm um, quite happy about that because Mr. Robot is actually one of the reasons that I got into listening to podcasts. And from listening to podcasts, I decided to start making podcasts. So it all comes back around. And now that's probably why you're listening to this podcast now. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a circle. So... Continue it on, spread the love, rate on Apple iTunes or whatever podcast player that you have. Um, Let us know how we can improve. And thank you for listening and be looking for the It Chapter 2 review coming down the tube very soon. Thank you and take it easy. What happens when another Georgie goes missing? Or one of us? Are you just going to pretend it isn't happening like everyone else in this town? If we stick together, we'll win.